Friends, my idea for my Christmas homily came while I was driving about a week ago, and I was following a minivan uh, that had this uh, sticker on uh, the bumper, Baby on Board. Surely you've probably seen this before on uh, cars and minivans and so on, and I have too, but for some reason, like, it just, I was stuck in a stoplight and I was thinking about this, and it just registered with me in a different way. That, in a really special way, we gathered this morning to celebrate and to declare for the whole world to hear that, like, there's a special traveler with us. Like, in this vehicle of a crazy world that we live in, there is a special baby that's now on board. So I wanted to use this car decal as kind of the, the structure of the homily to talk about what has been called like the three births of Christ. His divine, eternal birth, his human birth in Bethlehem that we specifically celebrate today, and then his spiritual birth within us uh, that is going on uh, here and now. The first is his divine, eternal birth. So as I was doing some reading on uh, the origin of this uh, uh, sticker, I came across an interesting article from 2014. It was titled, it's kind of a downer for Christmas morning, but it was titled, um, How American Parenting is Destroying the American Family. Very uplifting. Um, but the article was making the case that some have made that we're, we're coddling our kids too much, uh, that we're, we're worshiping them, we're fixating and obsessing. And in fact, it's destroying often even the marriages that brought those kids into the world. And it uses this uh, decal along with other things as symbolic of that general coddling. In fact, the article implies that we should drive just as cautiously if it said adults on board. But one line stuck out. It said, we are treating our kids like gods. Now, I don't want to wade into the, the debate over such matters. Uh, I feel like no matter what side you take in that debate, you would be in big trouble. But I was struck with the irony of that, that line, that we're treating our, our children like gods, because we come here today to celebrate this baby who we believe to be God. Like this baby who we believe to have existed for all of eternity with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And it's a bit analogous even to use the term divine birth. We use the term in the creed, we that he was begotten, not made, right? Because birth seems to suggest that the parents precede in time the children, right? We don't mean that with Jesus, that he was eternally begotten. He's always existed. In fact, the readings today really speak to this divine begetting, right? Second reading says that Jesus is the imprint of God's being. The gospel which we heard, and I know it's kind of a downer always on Christmas morning that we don't hear the Christmas story. We hear John's version of it, right? which is one line, the word became flesh in John's prologue, but we hear a lot about his divine beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and then that word became flesh. So it wants to stress that this baby that we worship was, in fact, shared in God's divine nature. And that makes all the difference for us, because if this is just another creature that we celebrate today, this is just another really special guy. It's just a regular birthday. It's like our birthday on steroids. It's just 
the reason it's so significant is because the word that was with God became flesh. The word that was God became flesh. It took someone coming from the outside of human nature that was untouched by, by the, the contagion of, of the virus of sin and death. It took someone from the outside to come in and redeem and have the power to redeem human nature from the inside. I was watching, uh, I was doing my annual Christmas tradition two days ago, watching the movie Die Hard. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. And there's this big debate over whether it's a Christmas movie. You ever heard this debate? And I want to answer that definitively, that it is a Christmas movie. But I think it's a Christmas movie for a really weird reason. It, it, it's set on Christmas Eve. But I think it beautifully tells the drama of the Christian story, which is it took someone, Bruce Willis, who was not invited to the party. If you haven't seen the movie, I apologize. Uh, this will be really short. It took someone from the outside, someone who was not invited to that party and ended up getting sabotaged and held hostage to work from the inside to redeem the entire situation. To me, it's the Christian narrative, right, told that someone from the outside, C.S. Lewis says that Jesus was born behind enemy lines in a covert operation. And from the inside, he works this, this process of sabotage from the inside. But he had to come from the outside, and he was concealed. But it was precisely because of that that he, he was able to redeem all of human nature. So the fact that Jesus was God makes this celebration so much different than just the ordinary birthdays uh, that we would celebrate. The second is his human birth in Bethlehem that we celebrate today. When I was, uh, again, reading on the origin of this, uh, this sign goes back to 1984. And it was a gentleman named Michael Shermer who uh, had no kids of his own but was driving his 18-month-old nephew in the car. And he became uh, aware all of a sudden of how he cared now about how other people drive, drove. Right? As a single person, he just wasn't thinking much about the reckless nature of other people's driving. But all of a sudden... He had this special traveler in the car, and he felt this overwhelming sense that he had a much, much more vested interest in what, how other people were driving. And so he ended up uh, initiating this idea, and this became uh, a thing right around the time that I was born, in 1984. So I don't know if my mom used this sign or not. So we celebrate, um, and, and I guess, the, the, what his goal was, was that when you see this sign, you drive with an extra sense of um, alertness to the special traveler that's in the car around you. And I want to encourage us to approach this Christmas with that kind of spirit, because to me it's really easy to pass over Christmas. It's not easy to pass over Christmas culturally because it's such a phenomenon, but it's easy to pass over Christmas spiritually. To just say, oh, this is another part of our faith. Yeah, we have we celebrate this baby. Um, to not stop and like appreciate with almost kind of a reverence and a wonder and a mystery and awe at what we're actually celebrating. Right? Think about the early characters of that first Christmas. 
They have a real sense that something important is going on. The shepherds, when they first hear the message from the angel, they're struck with fear. They're like, whoa, this is big news. When the magi visit, they fall down on the ground prostrate in adoration of this little baby. They're like, whoa, something big is going on here. We're told throughout these scenes that Mary ponders these things and reflects on them in her heart. And she's not just passing through the mysteries. She's sort of like, holy cow, what is God doing in this? And I invite us into that same spirit to not let this mystery pass without us stopping and, and thinking about the significance of what God has done in the person of Jesus in Bethlehem. To come as a baby in all humility and concealment, not as royalty, but as a child. Concealing his divine nature, hiding it, as it were. The significance of this incredible gift uh, that we receive, because it is, it's a unique belief. Like, I never tire of saying that for us Christians. Like, this is, no other religion believes something like this. Right? That God took on the fullness of human flesh. He became fully human to share in the human experience. Like, this is a unique belief that deserves us kind of stepping back and saying, whoa, whoa, God, what are you doing here? And to appreciate that gift doesn't mean that everything surrounding Christmas will be perfect, right? I, I always like to give voice to the fact that the first Christmas was incredibly imperfect. It was really messy. Nothing went well for the Holy Family. Every detail seemed to fall apart. But yet this incredibly perfect gift happened in the midst of this incredibly imperfect circumstances, set of circumstances. And so Christmas often is a very difficult time for many people. It's a time of loneliness. It's a time of stress. Uh, it's a time in which um, we deal with the dysfunction of our families. It's a time where we've possibly lost loved ones in the last year, and this is the first Christmas um, without them. It's a really messy time. But even in the midst of that imperfection, the gift that we celebrate of the Word becoming flesh is worth uh, our consideration. Finally, uh, the spiritual birth. As I said in the opening, Christmas is not meant to be kept nostalgically in the past, 2,000 years ago. It's happening all the time in which God desires to bring about new birth within us through the power of His grace, through the power of the Spirit. Every time God pours His divine life into us, it's like a little Christmas. What was interesting is when you read about Michael Shermer, he said not only did that experience change how I perceived others as driving recklessly around me, it changed how I drove the car. Because I realized I had a special traveler in the car. And I was going to be more attentive and more cautious on the roads precisely because I had this special baby on board. And so to treasure and cherish the gift of the divine life, that God gives us in the vehicle of our hearts, in the vehicle of our lives, to appreciate that, to cherish that, to take advantage of that, to take advantage of the opportunities. And in a special way, I want to highlight the gift of the Eucharist. I think God sees the Eucharist as the extension of Christmas in the present day. 
if you think about this beautiful image, which is that the same word made flesh that dwelt in the womb of Mary, that same word made flesh dwells within our bodies when we receive the Eucharist. Under a different form, under his sacramental presence, but the same Jesus, the same word made flesh that was a baby in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago dwells in us when we receive the Holy Eucharist. And there's these beautiful, juicy uh, details about the Christmas story that, like, they have to be providential, not coincidental, right? Jesus is born in a manger, right, which means to eat, right? It's the food trough for animals. He's born in this, uh, this trough of, of eating, of food, right? He's born in Bethlehem. In Hebrew, it means the house of bread, the house of bread. And so I think to God, like, he's, he's, he's signaling to us, the Eucharist is going to be the extension of the incarnation after I'm gone, to, ex to receive him in bread, to receive him at this manger, this wooden manger, the altar, to take his word made flesh into our bodies just as Mary carried the word made flesh in her womb. And so the same way that uh, this sign made Michael Shermer think about the way in which he drove his car with the special traveler, we should be thinking about the way we drive the car of our lives with this special gift and treasure of God's grace and the gift of the Eucharist uh, within us. So friends, as we celebrate uh, this Christmas morning, let's celebrate these three births, his divine eternal begetting, which gives incredible meaning to this day, is his humble human birth in Bethlehem. And then the fact that he constantly wants to give birth within us through the gift of his grace, and specifically the gift of the Eucharist. And maybe from now on, every time you see this uh, sign on the roads, you'll think about and relish the gift of our faith, the mystery of the nativity, the mystery of the incarnation, that in this crazy world we live in, there is a special baby on board. There's a special traveler with us in this crazy life. And especially as we receive the Eucharist, just in a few minutes and then every time we receive it, we're overwhelmed with this incredible sense that within our own body, there is a special baby on board.